All right, what up? Stuart Anderson here with episode 80 of the New Dwelling Podcast. Grateful that you tune in with us. One thing I've learned after doing all these episodes is that there are so many incredible stories of people out in the Utah cycling community. We're grateful that Zane would share his story today. We, uh, Jake Cook and I interview Zane Miller in this episode and learn about his history in the sport and everything that he is doing to further cycling in Utah. Multiple endeavors to build the sport and build people within the sport, which is really fun to hear about. So hopefully you enjoy this episode with him and uh, get to know him a little better when you see him out on the road. We have camp next week, so 2023 camp down in St. George. Everything that you need to know about camp is on the Miduele.com website. Uh, You'll see all the routes, what kits you're supposed to wear, what time you're supposed to be at different places, everything that you need to know about dinners, all the raffle prizes, everything is on there. So just go to Miduele.com and you'll see all the updates. We're also doing a Zoom podcast. You'll find the link uh, on the Miduele website that you can join. It's Monday night at 8 p.m., Uh, join in the zoom link and uh, we'll be able to share all that's going on with camp and if you have any questions that's where they're going to be answered so super grateful for this episode thankful for these men and the time they spent to be on it and hopefully you enjoy it all right thanks all right welcome everybody what is up Stuart here with uh, jake cook zane miller welcome zane how are you very good it's a lovely I mean, what do we say? Nuclear winter. It's never ending. Uh, canceled all outside riding. So it's never going to happen. Sorry. Yeah. I've lost hope. <laughs> Jake Jake says he's canceled his Zwift. Is that really true? It's it's over as of officially Monday so or Tuesday. Tuesday was the last day. So You even just told me yesterday for- you packed up all the stuff? I did. I have, I, my bike is in the garage. It's done. Like I, I have to like really like nix everything to like move forward. So I'm um, so, looking for, look forward to some outside riding. So everybody kind of makes fun of the sprats for always riding. And right. I get kind of offended on Jake's behalf because he's just as dedicated as any of the sprats are. Like oh, no. I, I've never known somebody to be like, I don't know if it's just the anti-Zwift or the <laughs> like toughness that Jake has, but that guy will ride in a blizzard just like, uh-huh. cause he doesn't want to do Zwift. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's like, it's like a caged animal, man. You just got to get out, you know? <laughs> That's fun. Well, I hope it's, uh, I hope it's soon. We got team camp next week. Uh, Jake, I know we're doing a zoom call Monday. Yep. I don't know if I'll have this. Hopefully I'll have this produced and out. Uh, but any thoughts on that? Anything you want to review real quick? No, I think we're, you know, uh, we're ready to go. I think it's been a long time planning, you know, months and months of planning and we've got some great raffle items and sponsors to this year. And, you know, I think we've got 82, 83 <clears throat> people committed this year. So I think it's wow. going to be a, you know, a great camp. We pushed it back a month this year to, so hopefully the weather is going to behave. It sounds like it's going to be low seventies. Maybe yeah. it's going to touch 70. So, um, but I know that uh, Zane, you guys just had your team camp last week. Saw a bunch of pictures and videos, man. So uh, how was your team camp? Our camp was good. Definitely not 80 people. Uh, we had a good turnout though, like 25, 30 people. It, we kind of got this, the tail end of the storm we saw on our Thursday ride. And uh, we're still in shorts, but like up in the higher areas, there was a little bit of snow, a little wet. And then we went to Mesquite on Friday and rode Valley of Fire. And it was That's right. awesome. That's a, cool That's a cool tradition. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. It's super fun. And then just we rode St. George Saturday, Sunday and lucked out with killer weather, but it should be perfect for you guys. Yeah. Well, it looked, it looked awesome, man. The videos and pictures and just cool to get out of the cold and go to somewhere warm, you know, stretch the legs a little bit. Absolutely. I'd like to say we were really inspired, Jake, to plan this mid, mid-April, but. <laughs> we've been, we've been lucky, but now we got some news of Kolob maybe might have some issues. So we're, <clears> yeah, some know. road, some road, uh, road damage. We'll look into it. Yep. So all, all good. Very good. Uh, I'll do a short introduction here to uh, to Zane, and then I've got some. I got a few uh, key. I want to talk about first memories. Although you guys go like back to high school, so it's like really not that. It's like not really the same. Uh, I got to hear about your current setups and most excited for twenty twenty three. So all right. So um, Zane's good friend Jeremy wrote this. And uh, quite v- very well done. I was really grateful that he he spent 
um, like he did a really good job. Like was, <laughs> this is what I would want my friends to say about me. Like this is really well done. It, it was really well done. I don't really want to well hype done. it up here. Okay, here we go. All right, born same Miller, born February fifteenth. Grew up in the Salt Lake Valley. From young age, he grew up following in the footsteps of his dad, from car dealerships to building an arena and a basketball team, to showing up and loving his community. He's always strived to make his life and the lives of people around him better. His parents have played a huge role in his life and have shaped the person he is today. He loves Utah and has always made, always made the most of everything it has to offer. He grew up loving snowboarding, playing basketball, working on cars, and in the last few years, developing a love and passion for cycling. He spends most of his time being an awesome partner and dad to <laughs> a whopping eight kids, ranging from ages 13 down to two months. He is great with chaos, a quick thinker, loyal and selfless in life and on the bike, and one of the most resilient people I know. He's got an insane amount of grit, all things that make him an incredible cyclist. Anyone who's ever competed with or against Zane knows he's determined and always wants to compete and win. At times, this means he crosses the finish line first, but many times it comes in bringing out the best in his teammates. When his family took over a tour of Utah, one of Zane's uncles started LHM cycling. I did not know that. The t- I didn't know that's how it started. The team would ride around the valley and eventually start ri- started riding Lodija. When Zane got involved and started managing the team, it was a small group. The first couple of years were pretty difficult to get the team where it is now. He worked tirelessly in coordinating group rides and fondos, and the next couple of years were focused on adding new teammates, securing sponsors, and getting the LHM team name well-known. The last two seasons have been a culmination of the heart and soul that Zane and countless others have put into the team. The team's roughly 80 members. LHM CC has riders specializing in crit, gravel, fondo, weekend warriors, with so many different levels of talent and focus. His goal for LHM CC is to have the team for all types of riders and competition levels. He's built a team that's friendly on the road, helps others in need, and wants to tear the legs off everyone they race. (laughs) With his recent role in the Utah Cycling Association Board, which we'll talk about, the sport of cycling in Utah is in good hands. Dude, what? What? This guy. This guy. (laughs) That's good. He didn't ask you to write it, did he? Did he actually write it himself? (laughs) Yeah, I actually, I I logged on and saw the document today, and I I wasn't expecting it. Like, no, I didn't write it at all. Very cool. Kudos, Jeremy. Well done. Jake, how did you guys meet? What was your first uh, interaction? You know, uh, geez, it goes back all the way to high school. Um, you know, we, uh, just hung out as friends. I remember spending a lot of time at his house and, um, just a good group of guys, you know, Zane would always invite us up to his house and hang out. And it was just a, it was a fun group. And then, you know, I think, you know, just nurturing that relationship over the years. And then, uh, um, obviously cycling came into play, which was kind of cool. I think, uh, you know, I was cycling at the time and I think he was just getting into cycling at the time. But, um, I think one of my first memories of cycling with Zane was, you know, I think it was riding a big Conwood, little Conwood Zane. I think if I remember right, or I think it was big Conwood actually. I think it was big Conwood Canyon. Yeah. And we were just, uh, you know, catching up on life. It had been a couple of years of, you know, of kind of in between of school and college, my mission, things like that. And, and, uh, you know, we just were catching up about life and it's cool just how cycling kind of brought out the great conversation and rekindled that friendship. And, you know, since then it's, uh, we just become buds and, um, friendships continued. So, uh, yeah, I think that was just some of my first memories of Zane, just obviously high school and, that first, you know, again, contact, uh, cycling, again up big Cottonwood Canyon. So. Nice. When did we, Zane, do you remember when we met the first time? Um, <laughs> I, I think it was an immigration. Cause I don't remember. I have like uh, these, I have like multiple memories, but I can't remember the first time. I, I think it was an immigration ride. Okay. Yeah. I'll never forget. This is my most distinct memory. I'll never forget. We did a Mill Creek ride. It was like the summer of, I think it was oh, 28. Dude, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. We, <laughs> I think I was the last one up. <laughs> we we did some, I don't know who started it, but I'm going to blame Andy Welch. There is like, it's still like top five, the entire group for the downhill down Mill Creek. Oh, like yeah, there's a segment that. that it was, we were so, we were so. It's flying. Isn't, it, isn't it elbow to the booth? Isn't that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Elbow to booth. Or, yeah, dude. And. And I remember Welch, like, yeah, they like, hit the loose like dirt yeah. and from all the pine needles uh-huh. and stuff that have fallen down. It almost 
I think like washed out and hit an oncoming forerunner. Mm, great. It's a great ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mista- mistakes yeah. were made that day for sure. You dude. know, anyway, a lot of good. Memories. And there's that bump right after, like between the elbow and that, that like left hander that you hit. And like, if you don't, if you're not paying attention, it'll, it'll like buck you, buck you off your bike. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember not paying attention to it on that ride. And we were flying. And I thought I, I must've rode a no wheelie out for a good oh, distance. Gosh. And I thought I was toast. Same. That was good. A lot of good memories. All right, Zane, you have a new, uh, new bike setup. Let's hear about, uh, current, current setups from both. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've got a Ventum NS one, the, the new model. And, okay. uh, I love it. I've always been uh, a specialized guy and made the jump full Ventum last year. And, uh, I love it. It's, it's very tarmac esque. Um, I think the last iteration of the Ventum was, was like a BMC SLR one. Yeah, they've made some refinements and I love it so far. Which, which color is it? Is it the black with the gold? It is the black with the gold and uh, it actually is a matte clear coat. So it's pure, just raw carbon in the sun with, nice. with the copper on it. And it looks cool. really good. Lovely. Well done. Yeah. Jake, what you riding? Just the uh, SL7, the usual. So uh, kind of, you know, kept with a specialized game, but uh, yeah, it's fun. Which paint, which paint is that? It is the black with uh, some metallic S works. So just right. the matte black with the uh, metallic S works. So yeah, it's a good looking, good looking frame. Is the chrome S works? Yep. In? Yep. 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 It's a good looking so, bike. Okay. It's it's hard for me to get away from specialized. I feel like I'm a specialized snob, but uh, <laughs> but I've heard the new uh, Ventum is absolutely awesome. So it's it's good. I don't think I could ever see you off anything other than specialized. Jake. <laughs> I yeah. thought the same thing about you, but look at you, man. You're on Ventum, <laughs> yeah, so it's good. I know, right? <laughs> Stu, what right. about you, man? Yeah. Um, so if you didn't know, there's a lot of bikes at my house. Uh, with having a wife that rides just as serious as I do, and then I've got a high schooler who rides on a mountain bike team, and then a nine-year-old who wants to follow us everywhere. So in the last year, we have put eight, you know, we're just like constantly putting new bikes. Um, so uh yeah, I just got I just upgraded to the new Ventum GS1 on my gravel which is cool. It's like that Moab color. Um, So me and Chip have those matching new GS1s and then SL7 black, uh, brand new. um, For me, brand new is a used bike, (laughs) but it's black SL7. But I just love the shiny paint. I don't know if I'll ever go back to like a matte paint. I just, I love it when it shines. So yeah. Yeah. There's something about a shiny bike. All the, all the Ventums come in matte and I just want to gloss Ventum. I'm a little Same. loyal to them right now. They've been, you know, a great sponsor of our team. And, and so I'm, I'm on one of those, but yeah, just a good glossy bike. Yeah. Looks, you can't replace that look. Um, guys, uh, this is a good conversation starter. If you're with somebody, what are you most excited for right now, Jake? About 2023, whatever. I don't care. Bikes, work, family. What are you most excited for? I'm just most excited to let the snow melt and be outside. I feel like we've <laughs> been through a long, long winter. Everyone has. And I think just the morale feels a little bit down. And so I think like just having the sun come out and being outside, I think is really what I'm looking for at this, like 10 seconds. You know what I mean? Just yeah. really looking forward to being outside and spending some time with my kids and, you know, obviously the team riding my bikes outside and things of that nature. So nice. How about you Zane? I would say about the same. I, uh, I keep like sitting on the trainer and looking out the window and being like, oh, like, <laughs> dude, next week, the weather looks good. I'm going to be able to start stringing together, like constant good weeks leading up to Lodija, right? Like just big weeks back to back to back. And then we get an alert that there's like a foot to two feet coming in the <laughs> valley. And like, I just, I feel completely deflated and not wanting to ride. And so I'm just, I'm excited for that uh and and like jake my boys start soccer here this month and get the pool yeah. open and nice. i'm just i just want to get off like a, an upper body sunburn that might be at this point that might be what i'm most excited for <laughs> some vitamin d <clears throat> yep well you'll know that i've been applying self tanner to my legs <laughs> the last two weeks just so we're ready for next I know I was getting ready for team camp and we hired a photographer and I'm like, Kylie, I need, I need some of your light, like rub on bronzer just <laughs> yes. for my legs. That's all I airbrush. need. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so good. Hey, so, um, in the introduction, and if you know Zane at all, uh, you know, obviously he comes from a very diverse background, a lot of things to choose from. 
um, like a lot of stuff that he himself, like as you as you look into his life, whether it's basketball, snowboarding, your motocross, uh, all the cool things that you are involved with. Let's talk for one sec about why why cycling. What was it that appeals to that it appealed to you at the beginning, and then obviously has kept you with it. Yeah, I think like growing up, like Lance Armstrong was such a household name and cycling was cool, right? I mean, ESPN had cycling with basketball and football and whatnot just in that era. Uh, and so I'd always been aware of cycling and my my uncles had been into it uh, that ultimately led to their interest uh, to acquire the tour of Utah in their third year. Um, and that, you know, I can go down that hole, uh, how we, how we, you know, partnered up and, and then acquired tour of Utah later on in the pod. Um, but cycling had always kind of been on mind and, and knew that it was a no impact sport. And growing up, you know, I played basketball, I played baseball, I snowboarded, I rode dirt bikes, uh, and, and always had been, a, had a level of competition in my life. And as I got older, you kind of start to panic when you're like, crap, like organized sports are less and less and it's harder to like play football or basketball or baseball or get a group together to play. <clears throat> and so the, the, you know, health and wellness, you know, losing my father uh, at the age of 20, when I was 20 to diabetes and just ha- like wanting to be healthy uh, was, was on mind and still trying to be competitive long-term throughout my life. And uh, it, it like piqued a lot of interest. Actually, you know, when I rode for me Dooley for those years, you know, chasing down Dave Sharp and, you know, some of those dudes and seeing how old, you know, they're older, right? Old to me uh, and how freaking strong they are and being like, that's it. Like I can, I can ride that strong, that hard into my fifties, sixties, you, you know, you look at Jim Hutton, you know, dude, dude's did what done loadage of 22 years now. Yep. And, uh, you know, being able to have a level of competition in my life, uh, in perpetuity, uh, is what really, you know, piques my, my curiosity as well as, you know, exploration, you know, just, I could drive a road a million times, but being on a bike and experiencing the smells, the sounds of the water and whatnot, uh, it just feels like a totally new place and being able to do that wherever you want or pick a road you know, even bikes now with fatter tires, you can go ride on dirt and explore stuff you've never thought of before. So nice. that's kind of what keeps me on a bike. Cool. Um, when do you remember, uh, maybe tell that story of like tour Utah, like how, I, I want to know how, how, and, and when in your mind were you like, okay, I'm going to be serious about this. Like, this isn't just a fun little hobby. <laughs> I think, <clears throat> I actually think it was one of my first rides of me Dooley. Uh, it, I had been riding for a while and, you know, obviously I grew up with Jake and um, we kind of reconnected after high school, uh, like what, in our late twenties, Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember Jake being like, dude, just come on a group ride, just come on a group ride. And you was like kind of worried because you don't know what you're getting yourself into. And sure enough, I came on a group ride and just got annihilated. And <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, like, dude, I got work to do. <laughs> and uh, and just slowly wanting to, you know, move my way up that pack as far as like who finishes and knowing that, you know, I had some strong dudes, you know, yourself, Stu, um, Sharp. Uh, Paul, all those dudes uh, were so strong, and you know that and even Brower, you know at that time, where it was who you, was like that the high water mark in the group. And I just remember you know trying to chase you guys up Mill Creek and you know, even up to Mill D on some of those big Cottonwood days because I'm on the south end of the valley. And uh, yeah, that's when that's when I started taking it serious. Was like, all right, I got some guys to chase. Nice, um, Jake. Follow any questions there? No, I think uh, what's funny is, I mean, we're in episode 80 right now, I think. And uh, I, I, the ones that all the ones I've been on, Dave Sharp is a name that is mentioned. Constantly. <laughs> and, but it's true. I mean, there's, you know, you, you come ride with Dwayla, you come ride with a lot of these teams. And I mean, you know, there it is right there. Right. I mean, us March 27th. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but man. I mean, you, you talk about the guys like Dave Sharpie, those guys are absolute legends. And I, I agree with Zane, you know, when you, I want to be that when I'm 50 years old, right. Going up and keeping my body in shape, staying fit and, uh, trying to hang with the young guns. But, uh, 
you know, I think again, it's all about creating good health in your life and creating a good balance. And, and I think cycling, you know, does that for us, each of us. And, uh, you know, I think Zane's done a really, really good job. It's, you know, first enter, it's fun to see him first entering the sport to where he is now, where he's taking his body and, you know, the team and all that stuff has been really fabulous to watch and special to watch. So, yeah. Um, I'd love to hear all the ways that you are involved in cycling brother Zane, cause it is plentiful. So, uh, we have, we have your own, per- we have the team, right? LHM, yep. Um, which is a very, um, like, it's not, as you heard from the introduction, it's not just, um, you guys race, you're very organized. Uh, the Empire team. I want to hear about board. You're the new on the new board, and then I didn't know about the other team. I'll leave you. Uh, the Ve- is it the Velo team? What do C- I say? Velo. Yeah, yep. C- Velo. C- Velo. Okay. Can you talk about each of them? Can you talk about all of it? Ab- absolutely. Okay. Uh, you know, I'll kind of start with our team. <clears throat> and sorry if I bore any of the listeners with it. Um, <laughs> you know, and maybe this is where I kind of talk about Tour of Utah a little bit. So if I steal some thunder for, you know, some questions later on, I apologize. So my, uh, Harry and Gail raised me since a baby. So my, my uncles, technically I look at them as my brothers. I call them my bruncles. Uh, so if I refer to them in this episode and I confuse people, I apologize. Um, but Greg was really into cycling. Uh, he's the oldest, uh, of Larry and Gail's kids and, and eventually was the CEO of the company for seven years. Uh, Two of those were when my dad was still around before he passed away from type two diabetes. And, uh, he was running the Toyota store, I would say mid nineties, maybe late nineties. And I can't remember the guy I apologize, but he started the tour of Utah. It was, you know, it was considered a professional event. Uh, you know, you had guys like Dave Harward, uh, racing in it. And I believe at the time it was one day event uh, was its first year. And then it turned into a two day and Greg had sponsored at the tour at the, uh, at the Toyota level uh, to help that happen. And, you know, got involved in it a little bit uh, throughout those years and got more and more involved and, and just got to know what was at risk from the, uh, the founder, you know, financially. And uh, so, you know, we kind of said, you know what, let's, let's kind of put that at bay. What do you need to put on the event? And we ended up just acquiring it uh, a couple of years after inception. And when we did that, you know, Greg took it on, was at the dealerships and then he, you know, moved on to be CEO and, and was, you know, just had too much on his plate. So that's where my other uncle slash brother took it on by the name of Steve Miller. And he ran it for a couple of years and then we applied for our UCI license. Uh, and when he took it over, he was hanging out in his front yard one day and was talking cyclists to the neighbor. And she's like, Oh yeah, I'm doing Lodija. And he, the neighbor down the street was like, Hey, I'm going to use Kathy. Cause I don't remember her name. Now, did you know Kathy's doing Lodija? I'm like, dude, if she can do it, we for sure can do it. Let's start training. So that was like, that was the inception of the Larry H. Miller cycling team. And it was also used to kind of market slash street team for the tour of Utah um, at the time they come to find out she was doing the relay and not to take anything away from what do the relay. Cause <laughs> those I've, I've heard the relays harder than the actual thing, just cause you bury yourself for a hundred miles versus two. And so anyway, they started doing it and that was the start of the team. And it was a lot of just LHM employees. And so they rode and, and he was doing his seventh tour of youth or seventh loaded. Yeah. And if anybody on, I'm sure most of your listeners have downloaded you, you know how hot Snake Creek or Salt River can be. And he actually had heat stroke climbing up a Salt River Pass and thought to himself, I got a lot better things to do with my life. I'm going to enjoy my kids. I'm going to go boating, but I'm not getting ready for Lodija anymore. <laughs> like this, I'm done. And so he quit and a couple of the LHM employees you know, kept it going. And at the time I'd gotten really into motocross, uh, about nine years ago Mm. and uh, I was a lot heavier than I am now and uh, I had a buddy that raced professionally and I kind of went to some of the local races and entered the beginner class and do two laps in I'm gassed my heart rate's like through the roof like 190 I can barely hold on to the bike and I see a lot of the pros are road biking to get in shape and uh, a lot of their trainers are ex ex mountain bike and road bike uh, pros and so I'm like, oh, there's something to that. And did first Fondo was the front runner century from Salt Lake to Ogden. 
and uh, literally got pushed for about 45 miles of that, just <laughs> hand on my back push. And I said, this is never happening again. But at the same time, I got hooked, like my competitive uh, fire in me was like, yeah, this isn't happening again. And uh, totally changed my life. And I lost about 70 pounds, almost 100 over the next what? two years. Yeah. Are you serious? So, yeah, yeah, and totally got hooked. I was like almost 240 when I started. And uh, I'm coming in with some good winter weight this year. But usually this time of year, I'm like 160, 170. And, uh, and so... Dude, that uh, is yeah, impressive. I did not know that. Good yeah. for you. That's Thanks, awesome. Man. And at that time, I was kind of looking for a, uh, a club or people to ride with. And I, I, didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. And uh, the LHM team was just kind of bunch of older guys and uh that worked for the company that were my my brunkles friends and so i'd kind of left that there and and i actually joined you guys shortly after that you know jake was like hey dude come on some rides and you know you guys were you guys were incredible you know seeing seeing you Stu and, and brower and uh chipping and and everybody and like where the standard was and who i needed to chase and uh you guys like literally welcomed me with open arms. Like I think I rode most of the first year without a kit, you know, Jake would just text me and be like, dude, you got to join, just come on these rides, but, <laughs> but we got to get you on the team. And then eventually join the group. Me, I think I rode with you guys for about two years. Yep. And, uh, I really learned like what it was to like, to have more than a cycling group. You know, you guys have been around what, 38 years now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, and to just see a group that's been around that long, you guys, what the oldest, the oldest club, cycling club team in, in the state and probably even the Western United States. Um, and, you know, just how efficient they ran, how communication ran, you know, how camaraderie ran. I remember getting in a bad bicycle accident and I had guys on the team like mm-hmm. reaching out to me that I, I didn't even know. Right. And that meant a lot to me. And, um, and so, you know, I told you, Stu, I was, I was going to kind of give you guys some kudos on some stuff that I had been taken right? When, when there was an opportunity to take on LHM cycling, um, you know, and, and take that somewhere. Uh, I, I'd taken, you know, a lot of your guys' structure and stuff and started LHM cycling. Really, it was Jeremy, myself and Parker Smith uh, had really just kind of the renaissance of the LHM team. And uh, I remember just kind of getting itched to want to race a little bit. And so we had talked about like, oh, dude, we're going to do these rides. And we're going to tow each other into the line and, you know, not knowing what we also didn't know. Then. And getting uh, Dave Harward, I started having him coach me at that point. And we were going into the COVID year, <clears throat> the COVID winter. Lunch pad for the renaissance of the team. And uh, we call it the flying L. It looks like the Pac-Man. Like there's an M in it and an L, the old Larry H. Miller logo. And I remember looking at that and it was right before we ended up selling the jab and the dealerships and we went through a rebrand after we sold the dealerships, but I kind of wanted to go through a rebrand with LHM cycling and get away from the corporate feel. And that's where we've got like the square with the LHM, the line through the CC for cycling club. And I remember I've always grown up around basketball, hip hop, snowboarding and whatnot. And, you know, I, at the time Legion was emerging. And I'm like, okay, like these guys got it figured out as far as marketing goes. And I really wanted to recreate LHM cycling as far as a marketing thing goes, but I wanted to kind of be able to, to, to cater to like the Nike kid that's getting out of high school and doesn't have anywhere to like really go. Um, but also, you know, get your, your older demographic of, of guys that just want to, you know, no drop group rides and, and how we balance that. And we've actually, I feel like we've built a, a pretty strong race team out of that and um some of the kids are good enough to go to to the national level and so i I would love to make a uci or or even like a pro conti team i just don't have the time to do it and so that's where our our tie with with empire has has started and then you see or cs velo has then also come out is i want to build a place for local kids or local talent to have a place to race at a higher level. And if that takes them to Europe at whatever level, it'd be awesome. Uh, But I want kids to be able to see like, all right, you can join a club team. You can ride with them casually. If you want to race, you can get in. And if I get my cat one, 
or even cat two, I have a path to either accelerate or progress or have a champion to get me to cat one. And I've got somewhere to go race nationally. And so that's kind of where, uh, you know, Pat Casey, Matt Bailey, um, Clint Morley, Solson, a lot of the intermountain guys uh, have, have formed empire. That's where that tie to empire has kind of come from. Um, and, you know, it's been fun to see a kid named Jack Chakra for those that follow empire, you know, local kid, hanger kid, um, didn't really have anywhere to go after Nika, you know, would race the DLD crits K occasionally and has gotten in with empire and got like rookie of the year last year and has like really kind of emerged as a kid that's got some potential. And it's been really cool to see, to, to be able to create that opportunity and sponsor empire and enable that. Um, and we just had a kid named Josh, uh, Lebo, who's mm-hmm. like unreal, like kids, I think six, three and probably 140 pounds with all of his winter gear on. <laughs> and, uh, he just rips and, uh, we were able to place him with CS Velo and, yeah. uh, you know, was able to, he got his cat four license. Like I think he started racing two, three years ago at the beginning of last year, he was a cat five like, was his first race. And now he's a cat one with, with CS Velo and, and doing really well and has a lot of potential. So it's been really cool to kind of see that. And that's where, that's where our partnership with CS Velo and empire is just to kind of, we want to be able to create a launch pad to have relationships, to get kids to the next level. Um, and so that's, that's with that. And, and we've had a lot of fun building uh, LHM cycling in the last few years. We've gone from like, basically 10 people from the guys that were left over from the original LHM team to, you know, now we're, I think we're at 86 people and uh, we've got a lot of strong women and uh, on the team and and hope to grow our women's team and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I think we're known as a race team, but at the end of the day, we're a club team with racers and the clubs, what facilitates all the opportunity that is opened up for the racers. Nice. And, uh, so we've just tried to make something that that's cool, youthful, and, uh, everybody feels welcome to, you know, much, much like me, Dooley, I mean, you guys, you guys have some, some loyalty in, in your club. That's for sure. And it runs deep and it's because of the culture you guys have created. And, and I want to do something similar to that. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Dude, what a journey. Um, what can talk before we have an additional question, can you talk about, um, the, how you got, <laughs> I don't want to say roped in. <laughs> Get roped into the being on that board. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Uh, <clears throat> I think for the first time, you know, since I would say Lance Armstrong's pinnacle, I feel like we have more people on bikes than we've ever had, just because of COVID. You know, people wanting to get outside. They're more aware of hiking, running, biking, mountain road biking, mountain biking, whatever. I mean, just go up the trails. You know, if you haven't been since 2018, 19, you'd be blown away at how much more traffic's up there because we realize what we have. Um, And so I see that there's a lot of potential for for growth, for Zone 5, for me, Dooley, for us, for all these other teams. Uh, I want to create an opportunity, whether there's, you know, group rides, there's, you know, structure with the shops, or there's synergy with the shops and the clubs and whatnot. And I felt like I could kind of help facilitate that with, with being on the Utah cycling association. Um, and, and also with the community relations, my family's built up and being in business for 44 years now, you know, being able to leverage uh, some of those and help grow the sport for not just LHM cycling, but just for everybody in general, uh, and try and make it a little bit better than what I found it at. Um, and, uh, I, it's something I'm, I'm really enjoying Cortland Brown's the, uh, you know, the, the chair, and we've got a lot of young people on there and I'm really excited on, on where we're going and being able to turn over some stones we haven't turned over before and, you know, and really compliment, uh, and I think there's, there's some opportunity in the transition from NICA to whatever it might be. Cause there's so many kids in the mountain bike. I mean, you've got kids in there still. You've, yeah. you've been to those events. You see how many kids are on bikes yeah. and how can we kind of help foster that bridge into it and, and find homes for some of these kids to continue to ride bikes. Nice. Yeah, um, it's a great model. Big kudos. I don't know if you remember this line that Jeremy wrote where he said that uh, Zane's always strived to make his life and the lives of the people around him better. Uh, huge kudos to you as obviously 
in all the things that you just described that you are doing. Uh, it doesn't really, as I know, um, you know, why do you do any of this stuff where you build these teams, um, you know, to help spread this incredible sport to others and what it's does for me, my family, my kids. Um, and I, I, I hope, I think I see the same in you, uh, you know, like why we want to share it and build it and grow it. Um, as you were talking, I remembered, I don't know if you remember this, you've got to remember this. Uh, we're riding back from East Canyon and my SRAM red mechanical just freaking takes a dump. Like it just exploded. Do you remember this? I do some big group, right? And, uh, if you, I'm sure every single person listening has one of these stories, but, um, I'm like, yeah, SRAM red, it's over. It's done. And you were like, Hey, I've got one in my garage. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure you do. Whatever. Dude, that afternoon you brought it over and uh, didn't ask anything from me. And I know that Jake probably has a story like that. And everybody that associates with you has a story like that of uh, your willingness to give, your willingness to just be uh, a giver. And I know that's one of your models. I've heard you say it many times with how much you've been given. Um, that you're always willing to share. So dude, big kudos. Well done. Way to grow Thanks, something man. good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember that. And, uh, and now that you say it, I, it brings back, like, I remember the exact, I remember like probably <laughs> walk you through it step by step and even on the ride. And then, you know, I think you ended up coming and getting it from my house. And you're like, dude, are you sure? Oh, I did. Like, I did. bro, I, <laughs> Dude, seriously. You, you don't want this back. Are you? Yeah. Don't you remember on the back of East Canyon, I was doing like 130 RPM. <laughs> Yeah, on your was it your Cannondale? Cannondale. Yeah, yeah. It was a super. Was it a, not the super? Six, it was. You had the super six after that. What was yeah. it? It was, it was the. Just uh, that, it's just they call it just the Evo. Yeah, the, the Cannondale Evo, the classic. Like they didn't change that bike for a long time. It's a great bike. No wonder it took a dump, dude. It had like eighty thousand miles on it. Of course, it, <laughs> of course, it fell apart. <laughs> uh, original cables too, <laughs> for real. <laughs> and, and, he, and he was running tubeless and an eleven twenty three cassette on the back. Yeah, you know bro, I mean? you know I was <laughs> riding oh, twenty three wheels, twenty three mils. <laughs> oh, that's good. Grit that's your good. teeth, riding right there. That's <laughs> Oh, that's good. Well, Zane, I mean, just transitioning a little bit. Um, you know, just talking about all these partnerships and all these experiences you've been on. I mean, you have such a great view of the cycling world, right? And uh, I, my question to you is, like, what makes a great cyclist, man? I mean, given your platform, given what you've done, what makes a great uh, what makes a great cyclist? You know, that's such a relative question, right? Like, is it you know, is it uh, is it just a weekend rider? Is it a racer? Is it you know, what is it? Uh, but if I had to like make my Franken rider, um, and, and one thing I tell our team, like I, I don't ask a whole lot, but all I ask is that our riders are, they wave at everybody on the road, they stop and they help people like change a flat or if their tires jumped off. Right. Sure. And I ask them to rip everybody's legs off. So <laughs> when they see us in the Hills or like, or on the road or wherever, they're like, dude, that guy is so strong or the, that team is so strong and they helped me on the side of the road, change a flat sure. that I didn't know how to do. And so I think like the, the, the best cyclist is like somebody that's super competitive, super compassionate and takes care of their, their, you know, their fellow comrades, their, you know, whatever their other people around them, no matter what team they're on, what group they're with, how long they've been riding. And they, they help, like they help kind of open up and enable their curiosity, whether it's, you know, getting on a team racing route, um, how to tune up a bike or to go for a shop, whatever. Um, I think there's so much opportunity in our sport right now, you know, because a lot of things we talked about, I think that makes the perfect cyclist. I love that. Stu, any thoughts? Um, I, I agree with him. I love, competitive compassionate those are like two love it those don't really go together no they're oxymorons right yeah but they do <laughs> it's so cool to find somebody that is that way um like i think aj aaron jordan is that like he will yes 100 he will bury you but he also is just so compassionate like it's it's cool it's yeah. a really cool combination uh it takes a really mature person to pull that off so i have a funny experience with aaron jordan speaking to him on that exact thing uh, my brother and I were riding up emigration last year. And my brother had a flat. We both broke 
both went ran out of both tubes. We had nothing. Basically, we were sitting there on the canyon, and here comes a cyclist coming up the last little portion before the switchbacks. And it's Aaron Jordan. And you and he, you could tell he was in one of his zones. Like he had his head down <laughs> alone. Like he was pounding metal. He he rode by us. I waved and I was like, What's up, Aaron? Rode right past. And then I was like, Oh, he's not gonna stop. And then <laughs> no joke, probably 50 feet. He realized it was me and Jason. He turned around and and lend us a, a lending hand. But uh, it was just funny. I mean, perfectly like you're talking about competitiveness, but that's cool. Also being willing to help. So I love it. Yeah, he he and his wife, you know, like they're totally that way for sure. For sure. For sure. I so. like that. Um, Zane, when you think back on your moments, good and bad, I don't care what they are, anything really stick out, any memories, significant moments in the sport? Stuff you oh. want to like remember, stuff you're like, dang, oh, I remember that. That was crazy. <laughs> or uh, it was really good. I, I take that one. That one keeps me coming back. You know, I think like one of my worst memories on a bike uh, was I think loaded to 2020. Um, I had hired Dave Harward. I had like a year under my belt. I was like 165 coming into loaded And like, it was like, I'm always chasing the podium and it like, it's crazy. Cause you'll talk to people and they're like, Oh yeah, I did loaded for the first time. And I landed on the podium and you're like, what? dude, I've been doing loaded for five years. And the best <laughs> I've done is 14 clothes. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> and it just keeps getting harder. And so anyway, that was like, it was like my year. I had felt like I had the best shot I've ever been able to have at that podium and put in, I think I'd come into Lodija around 6,500 miles for the year, 7,000 and super light, super fit. And I, I used to run Michelin tires. And for anybody that knows Michelin, they come with like a, like a coat of wax on the tire. Mm -hmm. And I normally like rub it off and for some reason I was in a, I was in like a rush and I'm like, no, nah, just leave it on. And I get to the best Western in Logan. I remember and this. I remember. it's a, it's a rim brake, uh, tarmac SL six. And I put the front tire on, I spin it, make sure click the brakes. No, it was, it was a, it was a disc, my bad. It was a disc. And I'd like put it on to make sure it didn't like hit or anything. Right. Spin it. I go ride down the parking lot and I'm in the drops. And I go to do a U-turn and I'm at like three miles an hour. And it must have been a combination of brand new slurry seal in the parking lot at wax. And my front tire just skates on me. Mm. And I'm in the drop. So I have like no leverage. I'm just stuck. And I remember like going like this and just whack and hitting the whole side of my face on the parking oh, lot. Gosh. And I got, I think it was like 16 stitches right across my eye. And what time I was that? That was like nine at night. It was nine like, at night. It was like five or six at night. And so mm -hmm. I go to the Instacare in the middle mm -hmm. of COVID. In Logan. And, yeah, in Logan. Sleep like crap. I've got blood coming down my face. Like Jeremy laughs at me because he doesn't realize. He's like, oh, dude, you got like blood running down, down your face. And it was like just a full boxer's fracture. Like I hit that bone right on your eyebrow. Just yeah. perfect. Oh, yeah. Just filleted open. But. I remember kind of like blocking out really quick. So I think I probably got a concussion, didn't have a helmet on, total doofus move, sleep like crap, go to bed. And I think we were like the second or third group out. So it was super early in the morning. I probably had three hours of sleep. Well, weren't you Go riding your Logan. backup bike too? Yeah, I was riding my, had to? my other bike went into to crash mode and I don't normally take a backup bike, but I took one for some reason that year. And I'd ridden all year a 54 with a 120 stem. And this one was a 56 with like a 110 stem. And I hadn't had a fit on my backup bike. Mm. <clears throat> and it was a Venge Vias rim brake, fast bike. It's like the Batmobile bikes. I remember when Jake had one. And it was when we first started riding. And I was like, mm. my jaw was on the floor. Such a beautiful bike. <laughs> and uh, you know, I think Jake had the white zip stickers, matte black, white S works. Like, you know how Jake is, right? Still has it. Still have it, man. Still have, Still it. have it. There you yeah. go. That's a classic. And It's uh, for sale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll have, to, I'll have to buy it and put it, keep it in the garage, right? With the, the, the Ventum tie. But anyway, like I had hung and Matt Bailey was in my group, you know, when Matt was like at three, you know, and he didn't realize, I mean, dude was stupid strong. I think Cha was in our group. Um, Ed was in our group. Ed's riding, those dude, two dudes were riding so good. Chris Harmon was just riding the legs off people. 
anyway, I'd, I'd gone with everybody up over Strawberry, over Geneva, and we get to Salt. And halfway up Salt, I just, I, I just checked out. I couldn't, I couldn't keep going. And I was so bummed because I knew if I got over Salt with those dudes, I could probably hang on for a good part to sit in the draft, you know, because I feel like it's a race to get over Salt in, in the Cat 3, 4, Cat 3s, really in all of them. And then if you have, if you get early enough in the day, you can get a tailwind all the way to Alpine yep. and then you get a tailwind going up Alpine. And so you're just playing your cards, right? Trying to be efficient. Hopefully you can get the wind right. And, uh, I just fallen off salt. I just remember watching that group go and Jeremy was in that group with Parker. And I'm like, mm. here's my day. There's 365 days. There's all the Zwift hours. There's all <laughs> stupidly cold mornings. There's the, <laughs> you know, the snow covered, uh, immigrations with like, you're literally dental flossing your bike after every ride, like just, <laughs> you know, like just everything that goes with the commitment of, of doing that. So that was probably a really long answer to one of the worst, worst no is on my pick. Um, and one of the best ones I was like, you finished though, right? Yeah, I dude, finished. I, I mean, this yeah, is a great, hold finishing. on. Like at what point were you like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do it still. Was there ever a thought like this is ridiculous. I'm not doing this. Oh yeah. I thought that as soon as I clipped in. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. No, I like if, if I actually, yeah. I mean, like how many times do you think of selling your bike on loaded <laughs> it's at least like once every five minutes, right? You're like, dude, I'm going home and I'm listening and sing on KSL. Like I'm going to start taking selfies right now of all the good angles of the bike, but I'm ready to go as soon as I get into Jackson. Cause I'm not just wasting have, any time selling. Just have thing. the draft, the, the draft ready to <laughs> this. Yeah. Right. Like you might even wait for salt river guy, photo guy to funny. send you the photos. So you got some good angles of it. So it, it looks even better on KSL. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so yeah, I ended up, yeah, I've, I've started loaded Jeff five times, finished it five times. And I've every year I'm like, just put me in the back of a truck. I'm over it. Like, I don't want to do it but, anymore. I mean, terrible memory, but very cool. Like in, yeah. in reality, I mean, it is, it's the same as Jake's like last year, Jake or two years ago, just hated it. And then like, looking back, you're like pretty incredible story. If you're being honest, so, people keep signing up for it. I mean, that's dude. the thing. They, they hate it. And then no joke a week after you're like, oh yeah, next year for sure. I'm in, I'm in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three, yeah. You're like the day after you're like, dude, that was the dumbest thing I've ever done. And yeah. then that Monday you're like, sweet. 364 more days. Yeah. yeah. So hockey tryouts. If I would have just hung on salt river, if I would have just <laughs> hockey tryouts. I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sit in my hot tub in like 40 years and be like, if mm-hmm. I'd have just held on at salt. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I'm, I, you were rolling committed. into a better memory. We got to hear yeah. that. One. Uh, one of my favorite loops I got from you guys, and it's from where I live, right at the mouth of Little Cottonwood, across Wasatch, up Immigration, down by uh, uh, Bell Canyon Reservoir, and then up Parley's, off of the junction, Kimball ju- mm-hmm. to Kimball Junction. And then you ride that in. And then I actually like to do the Deer Valley ride rather than through Marzac. Yeah. And, uh, and Royal then, Street, uh, yep. yep, up Royal Street. And uh, it might have even been that year. And like, gone kind of kept my pace up immigration, ate good, drank good, got to Parley's, and I just got in a cadence rhythm and I just felt good. Didn't really start gutting myself. And then right into Park City, stop at the 7 Eleven right by PCMR, and I get my my gummy savers mm. and uh, an energy drink, mm. a little bit of a Coca-Cola. And then I refill, right? Like seven mm-hmm. uh, is like a staple. It's probably, yep. I got it from you guys, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, it's like a signature me route. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I remember kind of getting up and it was right at the turnoff from Marzac where you start to go, Oh, you start the switchbacks to kind of like go up into, uh, and I don't, I can't remember the name, but it's at the top of Mars. It might even be upper Mars, right? And it was a warmer day and I had my base layer on, I unzip and you just feel like you're just, it's one of those days where you feel like you have a tailwind, even though you're going uphill and you get your unzip. And I just got into a cadence and a rhythm and I just, I felt like it was probably my best time I've ever ridden up that. And I just rode it all the way to the top of guardsman's and it just, I was just in a low state. I felt awesome. And my legs never got pumped. And mm. yeah. So fun. Real so, question is, did you put headphones in at Seven Eleven? 
you know what? I wish I would have because thinking about <laughs> it, I don't normally ride with headphones because I'm so afraid of like not being able to hear traffic. Mm-hmm. But that would have been a total like perfect, <laughs> like That's Michael, you know. like it would have yeah. been a perfect Space Jam soundtrack moment, yep. right? Like <laughs> just put those in. <laughs> I, I always know Space Jam, the good one. I always know it's a serious day when we when we do that loop with any Dwele, but especially Stu. When when I see some that that uh, headphone cord sneaking out of his pocket, I'm like, <laughs> that's it. I, I know it means business. And we, we after that, Sev stop. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. Like, no, I remember doing that first time with you guys and just getting dropped. And I think Jake and Stu kept I still get turns like babysitting me up through the total <laughs> kick to the junk, uh, like the the. 20% grade. It feels like right there. That's uh, yeah. it's definitely, Dude, definitely uh, one of my favorite loops too, Zane. So, but yeah, anyways, um, dude, kudos to you on that story though, man. I've just been sitting, you were sitting, you telling that, sharing that story. I, I was thinking often about my story back in 2021 when I crashed and, you know, had that moment of like, do I need to finish and, and, uh, or should I finish? And so mad kudos to you, man, for finishing that year. I mean, I remember pulling cool. up in that I think so. You remember too pulling up in the into the Best Western, and everyone's like, "Oh, Zane crashed." And I think I immediately texted you. We're trying to figure out details, but uh, let's like, see oh, if man, I got kudos to you. Thanks, dude. And it's the same for you, dude. I mean, it's a long day to like go, especially on the bike, right? Like, I had some time to like come down from the shock. And mm. while you're on the bike, right? Like, you've got to eat goos. You got to sure. like, get the sugar in to to compensate for the adrenaline rush, like crash that you have so kudos to you too cook i'm just trying to find the photo of my face so anybody that's watching this can <laughs> chuckle about my story it was quite funny um but looking not, back on not it funny at the time although Osler, <laughs> i guess was laughing at you <laughs> oh Osler is yeah chuckling <laughs> let's see i'm almost there go for the well, next question and i'll yeah, keep answering so um so zane i guess we're we're just continuing on here we're Oh, what, what, do, what do you, oh, let's see it. Oh boy. My gosh. Bro. That is brutal. <laughs> that looked, <laughs> that like, you're going, that looks like you were going freaking 40 miles an hour. Oh dude. Like oh, just fully filleted open. It was oh, a boy. good time. I can't even believe, I cannot believe you didn't just drive. I would have driven home. I would have immediately driven home. And and that's right there. Like shortly after I got dropped. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was a long I don't even day. know how I'd be able to put a helmet on my head with those stitches dude, and just oh. you... <laughs> dude, I was more worried. I was more worried about like the sweat and the salt getting in it. Yeah. But it didn't bother me at all. Like surprisingly, maybe I was just too concussed oh. to understand what was going on at the time. It's brutal, man. Yeah. Um let's um I wanna I, I would love to get your your uh your vibe on this. What do you think is the the current vibe on Utah cycling? Do you feel like it, I, I feel like for me, I feel like it's gaining momentum, but I feel like with the empire stuff, I feel like it's bringing more attention to the cycling community. What, what, what do you think the vibe is? And, and maybe share a little bit on how it can be improved. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty biased, right? I mean, we're both, we're all three biased on here because we're in the middle of, it. um, but I feel like cycling in Utah is in a really good spot right now. I feel like it is really good in the United States. Um, I think crit racing, uh, in the America's crit cup has kind of helped, uh, you know, growing up as a skateboarder and snowboarder, you know, a do tour that came to Utah and had that village vibe and that constant action and coming from, you know, motorsports, excuse me, coming from motorsports, I think crits the closest thing to the action sports feel and the motorsports because you just get to see them every single lap. Oh, so I think that's, what's helped empire, right? Because they're part of that. And then it's a national and you've got, you've got teams like, like Legion and, you know, even their secondary team, the Miami Blazers, uh, and then they even have a third, third team, but they're racing in a different series. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, I think Legion has set such a standard in the United States as far as like their marketing geniuses, like Corey and Dustin, their marketing is like unreal. And they've got brands like, specialized behind them they've got zip and so that's really helped and, and then now we've got a little team that people can get behind that's going against goliath right in the cycling sure. sport right now whether you're a crit fan or not it's hard not to be a fan of lead and, and like look at their page and just kind of be into what they're doing um 
And so I think that's really helped, uh, you know, having, having teams like Legion, but also having local teams go up against them uh, and being reachable. I think Pat and, and Matt Bailey, and you guys have had Matt on here, so you've got to know him really well. Just really good dudes on their team um, that, that get out and ride with people and they help people. I mean, Matt, I mean, you talk about Sharp and, and even Aaron Jordan, right? You know, like Matt's like one of Utah's cycling's good guys, right? He's just a good dude. He'll, he'll just totally annihilate you in a race and then come up and tell you how awesome you are and how you did certain things right. And just like you're down on yourself, but he's more pumped on you than you could ever imagine being, sure. you know? And so I think we just have a lot of really good people. Um, and I don't need to toot my horn, uh, but like I've got some friends on zone five. I've got, you know, friends that race on your guys' team. And I think there's a lot of synergy with trying to help, you know, get people like I'd love to fill our race team with 30, 40 more people. And I think the sport could have, could afford that in the state, but I also don't want to take away because we've taken some people from other teams and it's, it's ended up hurting us because there's less people to race on those teams. And so I just want to find homes for everybody that wants to either be a weekend warrior or racer. And I think the sport is very vibrant here in Utah, which also drew me to be on the Utah cycling board. Because I, I just think we're in a really good spot. I, know I probably just told you how to build a clock when you asked what time it was, but I just, I feel like the sport is buzzing, right? Like you go to hangar and they don't have a whole lot of options on the shelf. You go to contender, they don't have a whole lot of, I mean, now supplies catching up and whatnot, but sure. there's so many people on bikes and there's so many people interested in different ways of riding. And yeah, I, I think the sport's in a really good hands right now. I think we've got a lot of opportunity. That's nice. good. I mean, the reason why I asked that is because, you know, we obviously the tour of Utah was canceled, right? And yeah, so people were looking forward to that. I mean, that's something I look forward to. And so like, now that it's gone, you know, what's going to take its place and now seeing these crits right every year. I think it's, yep. it's a fun thing to be watching and be entertained, especially the one that was in holiday, you know, last year, a couple of years ago. I mean, that was so fun to watch. And I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's just another opportunity for visibility and for people to understand what the cycling world's all about, you know? Yeah. And I've, I've taken, you know, Eric, Eric Gardner, uh, owns the Salt Lake Criterium and, uh, he's got Dirk helping him uh, do logistics on there. And I've actually taken uh, a board seat on his board of directors for that. And I'm really excited on, on what Eric's got in front of him and the opportunities and, and even the partners that we haven't even touched that are left over from the tour of Utah, like Zion's banks and some of these others. And, you know, hopefully we can help him out with, uh, with what we need in the tour of Utah. Unfortunately, when we sold the jazz, we sold the engine that, that supplied the tour of Utah for sponsorship sure. and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so, it just didn't make sense for us to carry that on anymore. So, um, hopefully we can, we can help Eric out with some of that. Not that he needs a lot of help, but you know, we're there to, to support him in whatever ways we can, both as the Larry H. Miller company and LHMCC. And, you know, I think, you know, having, having sugar house one more year downtown, another year, and, you know, even, even in holiday, right, right where you guys live, I think it was, there is just, it's an awesome, it's an awesome experience. And, Crit racing is really fun to watch because it's there's a lot of action, you know, as far as bumping, touching, crashing, and you get to see people over and over and over again. For sure. Nice. Hey, as we uh, wrap up, I want to talk to you about your own personal, like, advice you would give. So, like, um, when it comes to training. So, um, maybe start with your own biggest significant breakthrough in the past couple of years? Like what is it that helped you become like a great racer to become a great cyclist? Anything, anything stand out where you're like, yeah, this is it. This is kind of the, the, the thing I did. Yeah. There's a couple of things, right? Like looking back on it now, uh, I like, I mean, I'll be completely honest. Like there's a lot of aspects of cycling physically I'm burned out on like, you just go out and grind every single ride and eventually it's going to catch up, you know, to you. I think, I think you need to still enjoy a lot of the aspects, whether you have a coach or you're just riding for fun, like find good balance in not just blowing yourself up every single ride. So that's one thing I would give for advice um, and, and a breakthrough for myself. Uh, and the other one to, to your racing comment, like I love the DLD. A lot of people think it's, it's dangerous and, 
you know, I've been on group rides where I've been a lot more scared <laughs> for my safety than I have in a, ever in a crit race. And I think learn how to be efficient on a bike, you know, both every day with training, um, but like with racing, uh, you know, I've won, I've won crit races and it's not been a ton. I'll be completely honest, but I've won crit races with like a 30, 40 watt average less than the guy that got second place to me, just because I've learned how to not surge, learned how to read the wind, uh, how to read other people and, and how they, you know, how to draft them or when, when to use the power that I've, that I've worked to build. Um, but I think that's also, you know, true, whether it's, you know, 203 miles of loadage or 30, 45 minute race, uh, you just kind of learn how to be efficient at other people's expenses, uh, when you're in a race. Um, yeah. Um, very good. And then along with that, is there anything, I mean, I know you have a new baby, but are you looking at big goals for this year? Do you, ha- are, are, do you have like big stuff planned or are you just like, Hey man, whatever I can get to, that's what I, do. I can't, I can't say cause then zone five and you know, <laughs> some of your racers will, will try and take it from me. No, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a bigger frame and bigger frames don't like to go up hills too fast. And so, um, <laughs> excuse me, I'm going to stick to like the crit and road racing a little bit. Um, I'd love to get, you know, state championship and crit and the state championship and road, um, you know, looking at West mountain for the road race championship this year is going to be a super fun course. Uh, Trey Hubner's putting that one on. Um, and the wind can be a huge impact on that, but I'd love to get the state championship there. And then I always feel like there's unfinished business at loaded even though mm. I wonder what the heck I'm doing every single year I enter that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but every year, you know, to your guys' point, I feel like, you know, if you're playing your buddy one-on-one, you'll lose. It's like check ball. We got to run that back. Yeah. Like I'm not losing. <laughs> and so I always feel like there's unfinished business at Lodija. So I would say my, the two that I'm really focusing on are West Mountain and Lodija again this year. Cool. That's awesome. What, what group do you race Lodija? Will you be cat three again? Yeah, I'll be cat three again. Cat three. Okay. Yeah. I don't have time to be a cat two, So I'm going to stay cat three as long as I can. <laughs> that is intense that is so much i barely take time to be a cat three that's for sure man jake any follow-up there with what you want to hear about uh any advice or i don't know any other... <sighs> the question i always love to ask and i think i was asked this you know in my podcast but uh you know if you could go back to zane 20 year old zane what what would you tell him that you know now oh I think this, this is just a lot of advice. Uh, I would just say, don't hurry. Like just, just enjoy the moment and realize that stuff isn't formed overnight. I love it. It's perfect. Nice. Did we miss anything? Is there anything you were dying to say, Zane? No, I, uh, you know, I, I know you can edit this out if you want. I, I know that every time we line up, you know, there's always kind of a, you guys are out to get us, we're out to get you, we're out to get zone five, zone five is out to get us, right? And uh, I always like to think that we race against each other, but we ride with. And uh, and I know this is your guys' podcast. I'm honored that you guys had asked me to be on it, uh, and I appreciate it. But I also appreciate you guys, you know, you guys as a group and individuals kind of setting the standard uh, in local, in Utah cycling uh, for many to follow and also many to call home. And uh, I really appreciate what you guys have done, the labor of love you all have done. I know you all have families. Uh, you know, I know Jake, I know Jake personally very well and, and know that Jake's gone through a lot of different things in his life. And, uh, and I just appreciate the commitment you guys have to, to keeping your home lives at balance and building a structure there to support you guys on the bikes to be able to do what you've done. And uh, honestly, if it wasn't for you two, I probably wouldn't have ever created LHM Cycling. I definitely wouldn't have ridden for me duly for a couple of years. And you guys have always welcomed me with open arms. And when we've run into each other on the road or, you know, at a restaurant or anything like that, you've always given me a high five and a hug. Like we've never, you know, lost a beat. So I, I appreciate everything you guys do for the sport and, and the good guys you've got in the group. Dang, man. Thanks so much. That was yeah, really good. Cool, Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, I'll never forget seeing Elder Uchtdorf in the restaurant down underneath the Delta Center when you took me to an incredible jazz game. <laughs> Those are some good times. We need to that make them happen so again, fun. even though the experience is different for us. <laughs> <laughs>
That was so fun. You're always so generous, Zane, which is one thing I say uh, whenever I reference you is uh, how much you're willing to give, dude. And you can see it, whether it's your family, yeah, your family, your team, uh, your personal time. So kudos to you for setting that example for us to watch. So thank you. Appreciate it. You guys are awesome. All right, guys. Let's do it. Love you too, Now what? Going to St. George. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Ride safe, dude. Have fun. Melt the snow, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Zane. Love you, man.